0: All oh, hello, Chewie!
1: <laughs> Curtis, you,
0: you, can just, you, Curtis.
1: Can, you can just hear the excitement in Chewie's voice that now she gets to do the intros again. Can, can I hear? think that's our brand now, is just having an <laughs> intro that
2: we're not excited to do.
0: Not gonna bring in any
2: viewers. I mean I had to trudge through how many SNL intros I think two not, <laughs> not enough not <laughs> enough so hi welcome to behind the hype uh, week two of Jamie Lee Curtis month so excited to talk about this one um, but before we get started with anything before me even introducing anyone uh, I need to I need to tell you guys something uh, I'm a little under the weather it's not covid I got my test back we're good but uh, my, my throat is kind of dying so I'm gonna try to talk less I'm sure I'm going to fail. Because um, I always do, but if there's a little less Brian on this episode, that's because his throat is screaming. But I have my tea, I'm in water, feeling good. Just really happy. And you
0: got a negative COVID test.
2: I'm really happy it's not COVID. <laughs> that's, like, that's like number one. So happy it's not COVID. It's just something else fucking up my throat. Cool. So today we have Chewy Darso. Hi. Jonathan Hardesey. Yay. And then from across the pond... Mr. Matt Dykes.
0: Really, quite Hello. early.
2: Yeah, it's uh what four forty-five in the morning for you? Yep. And I and cool. I have work today as well. <laughs> you have to like be the only person hours. I know who is willing to wake up at the ass crack of dawn to talk about a movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: because at this time tomorrow morning, for you, in correspondence, essentially, I'm gonna be banging at my phone to be like, shut up. Oh
2: tomorrow. yeah. Yeah, 4.45. I was like, hey, do you want to talk about a movie? She'd be like, fuck off. <laughs>
1: I would just miss the alarm. <laughs> I mean, that like, my alarm went off at um, about
3: 10 to 4 or something like that. And I was like, ooh, yeah, podcast
2: recording. Yay.
4: Yeah.
2: You get a text from me at like 4.10, like, good morning, sweetheart.
1: Or yeah. did <laughs> <laughs> I like something like, oh, hi, babe? <laughs> something <laughs> like that. oh, That's even better. <laughs> It's a great way to start the day. Uh, so, uh, I don't have a where have they been doing this week. John, did you have one? Uh, no, unfortunately not. Uh, I've been working a lot, so no. Yeah,
2: I was I was going to try to watch something, and then uh, and then I got my Friday 13th box set in the mail, and uh, all chances of watching anything that doesn't have Jason Voorhees in it kind of went mm-hmm. right out the window. Yeah. Um, so next week, I'm going to try to watch something else with Jamie Lynn. I want to go to some of her TV work because uh, I know she won a Golden Globe for being on a TV show in the 80s at some point. I want to go try to find that show. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, but nothing for this week. So this week, we are talking true lies. And oh, boy.
0: True lies. Who this, is the liar? Which lies are true?
2: Aren't they all? Are they all false truths? False. He's
0: just a salesman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's just a computer salesman fucking
1: my god <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger a computer salesman a like, that's it. <laughs> the, if you're, I, if you're I, not already on to him by that point that's like okay I okay. am a
2: computer salesman so he's a spy <laughs> <laughs> I like the new IBMs
3: <laughs> I mean it's
2: like one of the things what do you really think about Pentium 3 sells- processors <laughs>
4: <laughs> get on the
2: they- computer champ <laughs>
3: One of the things that was like really obvious this time viewing as well is like how ridiculous he, how ridiculously big he looks. Like when he gets into bed with Jamie Lee Curtis at the beginning, and it's like it's, <laughs> when, he, when he when he hugs, her, it's like literally like he's hugging a teddy bear, like a small <laughs> teddy bear. And it's like
1: he's not a computer salesman. Well, and if it's, you have like, a good the, sound system, no you hear the bed. <laughs> if you have a good sound system, you hear the bed go. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> But like at, when this movie started, I'm like, he actually looks a little trim in this movie. Like I'm used to like brick house Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's not. This is small for him. He's still <laughs> huge.
1: Are you but sure this is the ratio that we watched it in? <laughs> yeah, did you be. did the ratio
3: off because to me he looks he still looks big. I mean, like it's oh. really obvious in the bit at the chateau oh. when he's running down the hill, and it's just like this hulking sort of lumbering like square, basically I'm just like saying, bouncing down I'm not the hill.
2: He's... Tiny. I'm just saying, for Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is like as close to everyday guy I think he is in a movie.
0: That might have a lot to do with the costumes.
2: That could be. They could have just dressed him slimmer.
0: Yeah, and they don't have uh, people rubbing him with baby oil and shading in his muscles as much.
2: Yeah, maybe it's just that yeah. less baby oil. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get too far into this thing, though, we need to a very quick breakdown. And Matt, as this is uh the day before your birthday, having you on for your birthday, big happy birthday to Matt. Um, enjoy your mid 30s they're a blast Uh, do you want to do a quick breakdown for us just kind of as quickly as you can just summarize last action hero Uh,
3: Yeah. so basically Arnold Schwarzenegger is a computer salesman uh, with a wife who's having an affair on him um, who's not actually having an affair and uh, oh yeah it turns out he's a spy sorry I
2: realized I said last action hero again oh yeah (laughs) it's gonna happen it's gonna happen I even named the episode last action hero because it's just gonna happen okay yeah so that pretty much sums it up yeah let's uh let's get started so this is a movie from early 90s mid 90s 94. uh james cameron film yep 94. i mean it's the closest
3: thing to a bond film that had come out in five years as well really
2: yeah it kind of scratched a few itches and I, i was reading an interview with uh mr cameron in american cinematographer uh this morning as a matter of fact Where he was talking about like the '90s being this period of time where audiences have kind of gone, we've seen it, like we've seen the explosions, we've seen the gunfights, we've seen the car chases, we've seen the Arnold, we've seen it, and James Cameron went, all right, well I need to give them something they haven't seen, and it's a whole interview with him and his cinematographer where there's like the cinematographer's like, yeah, when you look at the call sheet and you look at the equipment and you see tanks and harrier jets you know it's going to be a bad day
4: (laughs) (laughs) just shoot
2: it apparently they shot the film over like seven months uh everything leading up to christmas they were shooting like six or seven day weeks at 16 to 18 hour days oh boy it was just the most brutal shoot they did say after they came back from the christmas break they all felt like they had gone through war together, and the rest of the shoot was just a cakewalk. But up until then, it was just the most difficult shoot. And to James Cameron's credit, and to cinematographer's credit, to everybody's credit, it's all there on the screen. Like, if you had thought you had seen it all in 1994, and then this came out, and you kind of had this James Bond vibe, you have the big action vibe, and the movie it does a better job than, I'd say, almost any film to, to this point, and then almost now... Of one upping itself like this movie pulls off a hat trick that I didn't think really possible for the 90s and then I look and compare it to movies today and it's like it still does action better than most
3: it makes like, this me, movie like, really is just
2: amazing it really makes me wish that James Cameron
3: would do more just action films and like action comedies as well I think this is the only comedy film that James Cameron's done and he handles the comedy elements really well yeah like, it's like I was reading somewhere that like the reason why there's actually so much comedy in it is because they wanted like the terrorism level stuff is is quite realistic in terms of like you know at the time how easy they this discovered it was to actually smuggle in like weapons into the into the US like they did like research on how how they would do it how the um, how the terrorists would get these bombs in and they were like really surprised at how easy it was. Um, obviously, that changed after nine eleven. Yeah, but in order Hope to try and get people to
0: <laughs> that was just them hijacking planes.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but in order to like get like to to not inspire people to to try things like that, they wanted to up the comedy elements and like they basically put the comedy to the limit as to what they could do for it to be acceptable and not like verge into the sort of slapstick sort of parody. Um, Area, but it's still like in some places it does go into that sort of parody elements oh, yeah. as well. But I think he he handles that comedy really well, and it is just like I always look at this film and think it's a shame that he doesn't just do more straight up action comedies because I think it would be a really he'd be really good at it. Well, we it also helps more that, of those now. Yeah, yeah, but like
1: it
2: really helps his casting. Like I mean, Tom Arnold aside, uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> like, he has brilliant comedic timing like you go through all of his repertoire like his movies might not be the best like you might watch kindergarten cop and go this is kind of ridiculous but at the same time his comedic timing throughout that entire film throughout this entire film throughout most movies where he plays a comedic role he's spot on like he is not a bad comedic actor
1: yeah and we, and we never no one ever complains about his comedic timing in these movies if they don't like him that's never the problem yeah he is never the problem
2: no like and you put him up with jamie lee curtis who had made a very good career on being funny like you like you look at her in like a fish called wanda she's hysterical and you put those two together here and it's just like this was meant to be
0: the weakest link is tom arnold yeah (laughs) because even the the terrorist guy just his eyes like they're so diabolical with his gigantic forehead
2: oh my god he Mm -hmm. just
0: looks crazy and hilarious to me in general
2: well, that and like, like you get him on that fucking car slash horse chase
3: throughout.
2: <laughs> oh, God, that thing, Like, how is that horse. Oh, no man.
0: way.
3: It, it's I like, absolutely love that scene. though. Like, just just a was like, the make it quick because opened... my horse is getting tired. Yeah, your horse.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just the idea of a horse, period, without a rider, keeping up with a motorcycle, and then you put, tell, all right, horse, you gotta keep up with a motorcycle and have the terminator on your back
2: and i still think the best thing throughout all this is we've seen arnold smash through how many buildings at this point in his career like he had the entire 80s and 70s of just basically walking through walls but you never see him on going sorry 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 (laughs) (laughs) everywhere he goes he even gets on the elevator with a couple i'm really sorry about this
3: I love that bit though, like there's (laughs) that, because I remember watching this, the first time I watched it, I think we got it on on video, so I don't know, I think it probably came out at the cinema in the UK in 95, so probably about 96. So I'll have been about nine years old or something. And I just love the bit where um, the old woman's like, say something, and the guy's (laughs) just goes, it's a fine animal, and then the the tail sort of flicks in her face and she just just sort of goes,
4: It's just that, that <laughs> noise.
3: She made it just get. I just I was just laughing so much throughout this film, and it was like it was partially laughing at how funny it is, but it's also partially laughing at like that that nostalgic memory of laughing about it when I was a kid and like laughing at all those things that made me laugh so much as a kid watching this film, and like the the horse race, the ho- horse race, the horse chase. It is ridiculous, but it is like I do what you were saying about with Arnold. Uh, with Arnie sort of like constantly just saying sorry throughout it and it's just so good it's like a federal officer in pursuit of a suspect just like rags the guy off the off the horse and he's like sorry
2: and <laughs> I like the sorry continues throughout the entire film like even when he's like in the jet trying to take off and just knocking shit over you can yeah. hear sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry I mean like there's
3: there's that massive fight in the bathroom and the, there's the old guys on the toilet and he just, just like <laughs> as he walks past chasing the guy down he's just like Sorry about this.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, that guy's dead. I mean now he's right in the movie.
2: Cherry brought up a good point during that scene. Is that the same bathroom from the Henry Cavill fight in Mission Possible? It looks like it. That's what I thought.
1: So
3: much like it. I was thinking that, um and I was thinking. I was waiting for someone to come in there and (laughs)
1: like like charge their fists up. Yeah.
0: If it's not not (laughs) the same bathroom. I would almost bet money that someone pulled this movie up as a reference when they were making Mission Impossible. 100%.
3: 100%. Just the the bathroom fight itself uh, in um Mission Impossible is literally it's just like, oh yeah, this is really cool and this let's do this but let's one up it a little bit. And that, the design of that bathroom, I I've never been in a bathroom like that. Really.
2: No. And how did two movies have the exact same layout. Like I think it's either exactly what Chewie said. It's either a, like a reference, or they use the same set or the same location.
0: Yeah, but they destroyed. It, it's got, it, it so can't much
4: be a location. It's hard
0: for it to be a location.
3: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So then like, it's, it's got to be, be a location. Yeah. It's got to be a like.
2: Because I can tell you. Who directed that Mission Possible Fallout? Was that a uh, McQuarrie? Chris, Chris McQuarrie? Yeah. Was, that, was it Macquarie? It might not yeah.
0: even be a reference. I mean, I couldn't tell you when I was when I was an art PA. I was asked many times to pull up scenes from other movies as inspirations for what I was working on.
2: Oh, so not necessarily like a reference, just inspiration. Yeah. Like, oh, this worked really well for them. Can we tweak it here sort yeah. of thing? Yeah, that makes sense. Because that fight sequence works. I mean, that's like, just putting it out there, every action sequence in this movie, and this we're watching a, what, a, God, 24-year-old film at this point?
1: All I the know, actions... man.
2: 26 yeah the, all the action films all the action sequences hold up and i mean hold up as in compared to modern films like i i'm very fortunate that my job that i can't say where i work let me see Tenet this week and i like guess just doing mental gymnastics the whole time like comparing the action sequences in this film in true lies to tenant and i'm like true lies did it better hmm. like I, I i christopher nolan can put together an action sequence don't get me wrong the guy is great at it But, like, there's something about James Cameron and the way he just kind of commands those scenes. It's like, this is what Michael Bay thinks he is.
1: (laughs) That was kind of the big surprise to me, uh, watching this. Uh, Because it's been years upon years since I've seen this. And I wasn't expecting it to hold up nearly as much as it did, especially in the action. And having a great sense of geography the entire time I watched this movie. I was very surprised by that. And that I could even look away and come back and know exactly where everyone was. I don't get that a lot. So I was kind of surprised by that.
2: Yeah, like even like ridiculous scenes, like the world's longest bridge chase, like how <laughs> yeah. fast are they going? Like how many miles is that bridge? Good Lord. I, mean, I
0: think that's a real bridge. I
4: forget it is I a mean.
2: real bridge, but it's not, that's way too long. It's like yeah. the runway at the end of Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. Like, okay, we get it's it. Keeps going. <laughs> like, no runway on earth is that long, but it made sense for the action sequence. Yeah. Same deal here, but it still works with what John's saying. Like, you still know throughout the entire thing, like, where the bridge is out and where the limo is. And, like, you like you don't question it until basically the scene's over. Like, that scene went on for, like, five minutes, and they're going 100 miles per hour that whole time. My middle grade algebra teacher, make, middle school algebra teacher, makes that bullshit. But I was
0: more concerned with how is the corpse still pushing down on the pedal?
2: Yeah, he had a heavy dead foot.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a heavy-looking guy. Mm-hmm. He kind of looked like a hobbit. He did do you know what do you know what I think he looked like? He looked like uh, John Reese Davis who
2: played Gimli. Oh he totally does. Yep, I see that. Hmm. You don't see it?
0: I think that's an insult to him being a rather attractive man.
2: I mean like with or like a limbo an attractive man. No
0: the limbo driver looked like he had a puffy face with <laughs> hair. <laughs>
1: See, that's an, an insult. The other yeah, one's I saying, know. this guy's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an insult. This is an insult. <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: Oh. But... <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm not attracted
1: to you. <laughs> sorry. 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 Federal agent here. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, man.
2: Mm so let's let's talk a little bit about the actual people in this movie Like we kind of talked a little bit about arnold's comedic timing but we didn't really talk much about his character or anything he does with it and, and there's something to be said about arnold schwarzenegger because this is not the end of like the the time of arnold but it's getting kind of close to it like arnold sort of started petering out mid to late 90s and then he started getting to politics and he just took a really long fucking break after that but like I wouldn't say this is peak arnold because i always think peak arnold like right in the beginning of the 90s this is kind of coming down off of that but this is still like high quality if he's in a movie people are going to it and they're going to it to see arnold they're not really going to see him act very much they really just want to see like oh i want to see arnold in this movie it's like oh, i want to see arnold with space age guns and eraser i want to see arnold do this and this like it's like uh, they don't really care about the window dressing just as long as he's there
3: to be fair though he had just come off of a failure which was the film you keep calling this last last action here that was you know that was like a bit of a commercial failure so um it was one of the reasons why he actually um teamed up again with cameron it was like he brought cameron in to this film because he wanted a hit and he knew that cameron could do it Um i mean he was
2: right well yeah <laughs> <laughs> But there is that sort of like, yeah, th- this is kind of like when people, it's exactly what James Cameron was saying in that uh, that interview. People had seen it before. like They yeah. kind of knew what they are signing up for. And I got to say, having seen the majority of his work, this is one of those few roles where I'm like, no, he was acting in this. And I actually think he did a really good job. Like, he did a good job of playing a somewhat insane, jealous husband. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Somewhat? <laughs> That's my biggest problem with this movie.
2: He does play it rather fast and loose with the uh, with the taxpayer's money.
0: <laughs> and uh, totally, he kidnaps his wife and then forces her to go into what she believes is a life and death situation. She said
2: she wanted it. Yeah. Mm,
0: okay. <laughs> it's
2: just a bit of excitement.
0: It's not really what she meant.
2: Yeah, I don't think when she said she wanted excitement, she meant she wanted to be forced to strip for a stranger, but you know
0: pretend to be a hooker uh, and to have her family threatened
2: okay well that wasn't supposed to happen
0: no <laughs> yeah that, that,
2: that wasn't part of the plan
0: i could that's... tell you if i went through all of this i would be like "All we, we're going to take a break and figure out things a little
2: bit but but that's kind of my point though is like arnold had this point had been pretty much just arnold in most things and in this movie, he legitimately had to do both, like, I am the secret spy, I am the charismatic spy, and I'm a crazy fucking jealous husband who I'm going to hunt
1: down Bill Paxton to the end of the earth and make him piss his pants. Yep. Twice. Another thing I kind of <laughs> forgot about this movie is just that he's playing different roles. He's got he's got some stuff going on acting-wise. Yeah. And just having seen a lot more of his other films more than this, I was kind of getting ready to just be like, here's the Arnold show. We're going to, you know, have him do his thing. And no, like, even in that scene we're talking about where he makes Jamie Lee pretend to be a prostitute, uh, it was interesting. Like, that's not uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger that you know from other movies doing, like, that scene. It was very weird. And he actually like tries to be sweet with her
2: afterwards, which was horribly misguided. <laughs> like Like when she's on the bed and he's like, oh, oh. I'm gonna do the rose, like oh. horribly misguided. When
0: she thinks she's about to be raped. Yeah,
2: he, he could not be reading that scene worse. Yeah, because
0: like, uh, <laughs> in her mind, she's about to be raped. Well, and she's, he's like, I'm having a romantic moment with my wife.
2: She's yeah. gonna be so happy when she realizes that it's me and not that. why is this woman hitting me with a phone? <laughs> uh. <laughs> So you,
0: Gee, you deserved was, it, yeah. <laughs> you
2: crazy fucking asshole. <laughs> but I also like the movie doesn't try to play him up for this. Like the whole time this is happening, Tom Arnold and everyone is just like, dude, no, 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 you, you should not do this. This is this is stupid. But
0: they all go along with it. Are scared. you going
2: to say no to Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not. One of, my <laughs> that, one of the best bits in, in it
0: <laughs> is when Tom Arnold gives him the. Didacted notes or whatnot. From oh my god. Tap, is gonna, I was literally just going to say the same thing.
3: Give me the goddamn page. Yeah. Give me
0: the page. That's great. And that's, Tom Arnold cannot keep up. This is maybe the best performance tarn- I Tom would, Arnold ever gave.
2: Absolutely. This is the top of his career. <laughs>
0: but it is still nothing compared to Schwarzenegger.
2: Well, Schwarzenegger is firing in all cylinders. Like I put this up there with like best of his career. Yeah. Like he did such a good job in this and it's exactly like what John and I are saying. Like it's cuz he has so many different like roles to play throughout it, and he does them all perfectly. But I I particularly love Crazy Jealous Husband. Like yeah, just punching out a window. Like I almost wanted Tom Arnold to be like get that hand looked at. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. I just, I just love not. that look he gives
3: there. It just looks at the window, and then he's like, okay. <laughs>
2: Here's a piece of paper. Yeah, okay. So she did talk to Simon. Seek Elpari. Yeah, Seek but I love that, like, so you have the crazy jealous husband and then, like, as soon as it reached the peak of, like, how crazy jealous insane is he going to go, this other movie from the first, like, from 45 minutes ago of, like, oh, yeah, he was a spy fighting terrorist just comes fucking crashing into this, like, rom-com farce thing. And it's like, oh, wow, this is a, we're going back to an action film now, Do aren't they we?
0: ever explain how the terrorists find them in that hotel room? Well,
3: they They're knew terrorists. that he was in the hotel room. Um yeah. They knew he had a suite there. How? Because it, it's the it, well, because it's the same suite that he's been using for his cover.
0: Oh, it was. Yeah, because th- there's I a line in it where
3: that. it says, "I can't believe you're using the suite at the Marquee." And um, is and then uh, Harry says, "Well, would well, you think I can afford a suite on my salary?"
2: Oh yeah, so they just they knew. Oh, all right.
3: So they they they, they went on that. the assumption that it was, you know, the Renquist guy who they've been checking out.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, because then after after Arnold, I, the only person left to really talk about this movie. Well, I guess we should probably talk a little Jamie bit about Jamie Lee. Well, I was gonna say Jamie Lee, but I, you gotta say her for last. It's her month. Um we gotta talk to Tia Well, what's her last name? Tia Carrera. Yes. Tia Carrera. What happened crazy. to her? I don't know. Like I don't know why she, was she was kind
3: of was fantastic in this. She was like she was around, she was like a hot thing for like the early nineties. Like she was in Wayne's world, she was in this, and then she just sort of disappeared. Oh.
0: That's kind of the thing that brian and i were discussing is you know she could have gotten labeled difficult which yeah when when you call that a woman that in hollywood a lot of times that means you're gone
2: yeah as soon as you hear somebody a woman especially in the 90s was quote unquote difficult suddenly her career ended yeah and you never know what that difficult meant to and now you know after you know a lot of the she me did too movement that show kinda, relic hunter like, uh,
0: am i the only one that watched
2: that? i think so <laughs> and it could have just been that she didn't want to keep it acting like who seasons, knows Guys. Yeah, Um, maybe that's what it was.
1: Maybe I mean it says on like Wikipedia that she's also done some more producing and voice work. So she's like the big sister in um, uh, Lilo and Stitch, and done a lot of cartoon stuff after too. So yeah it could be just like yeah i don't want to do movies too much you know yeah something like that
2: it could have been her choice but the the long and the short of it is like we we talked a little bit about her when we covered wayne's world back in uh snl month and like yeah she was great in that movie but she didn't really have a ton to do like in wayne's world she was hot chick who played guitar and could really wail like that that that's pretty much the beginning and end of her character this one she has a lot more like she gets to be like menacing and she gets to be evil and she doesn't Really good job of it. I specifically love the moment where Jamie Lee like smacks her with her uh, with her ring turned inside, so it cuts her cheek, and you just see that look on Tia's face, like I'm murdering you now.
3: Hmm. Yeah, she's like, such a cold look, and she just sort of like very casually just raises the gun. Oh yeah, and then uh, as he's just like grabs her hand and like in the air, it's perfect. Like I was thinking about this um when that scene happens. Like there's a lot of perfectly timed moments in it as well, like. You know, he grabs the gun and pushes it up just as she fires it out of the way. You've got the bit in the bathroom where Arnie moves his head just as the guy shoots. And there's a lot of those moments where, you know, it's it sort of like it's perfectly timed. Like, I was thinking, like, any hesitation from the characters who, and you know, the person who's getting shot is dead. Um. But, yeah, the, just just going back to, like, her performance, like, Tia Carrera's performance as well, it's just... she's so. Menacing, like she starts oh, yeah. off as just like you know, you think, oh, she's just like she's gonna be the innocent Bond girl who's caught up in it, and then you know, very quickly when you like, the more you see it, like, no, no, she's she's in on it. No, she's just evil. She's she batshit mental.
0: She's a businesswoman.
2: Yeah, it, it, like <clears throat> by by the end of the movie, it's like, oh no, she's just one of the full blown villains, and it's like, oh yeah, I don't really have a problem with you going off the bridge in that limo. Bye bye. <laughs>
0: We do
3: I do love that mention. that bit where she comes back around and just look, and she just looks through the windshield and just like, shit.
0: <laughs> we do have to mention real quick yes. that this is one of the, maybe one of the last, I would say one of the last roles for Charlton Heston. I don't know how much he was acting at this point.
2: I think he was still doing a few things here and there. Like I think one of his last roles was unfortunately Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah, but well yeah, like it was actually. Was that his last? Boss. I think and it was his last. The yeah. eye
0: patch and everything. He just looked Wait, so Wait, mean Nick
2: Fury.
4: Cartoony.
2: <laughs> oh, he looked like Nick Fury. Like yeah. it was Nick Fury.
0: <laughs>
3: right, well when I was watching it, I did actually put Nick Fury question marks. I was thinking was it inspired by Nick Fury? And then I was reading through the IMDb trivia and apparently it was. Oh really? really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's apparently funny. they modeled his entire appearance on Nick Fury because James Cameron is a, a comic book fan and he and he wanted to be a comic book uh, artist or something like that that was one of his sort of um career paths that he looked at before he became um the like the like a, a film production artist or whatever you call it
0: all right i'm definitely wrong about his being one of his last movies
2: yeah he kept going for also, a while
0: i didn't know charleston heston was a narrator in armageddon
2: i didn't know that either huh
0: i didn't know there was narration in armageddon
2: I think there's like a bit at the beginning. <laughs> Guess we'll have about... to rewatch it. Yeah,
0: we have to rewatch Armageddon now.
2: I mean, we knew we were going to do a Michael Bay month at some point. Uh, <laughs> it's coming. It's down the road. It's going to be a rough month, but you know.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Can... The Rock's a good D- film.
2: Yeah, there's one. He's gotta... <laughs>
0: Does it have to be Michael Bay? The first can Bad Boys like... film's good. Can it be what's his face? Yeah. The actor. Uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce well, there's Willis! There's plenty will a of Bruce month. Willis movies I haven't seen.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. There, there's a shitload of Bruce Willis movies. He just spent the last ten years just going to direct to DVD every other month. He's got a lot of movies.
4: Oh. <laughs> Has he got divorced those.
2: recently or something? I feel like he's just got a lot of bills to pay. Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of doing a niche, Nick Cage ride right now. Like, Good luck, buddy. Hopefully mm. you'll, uh, you'll you'll find something. I mean, um, the, the
3: the moment I knew that there was something going on with Bruce Willis financially was when I saw him on a Sky advert in a dressing gown.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we don't get the sky adverts over no. here.
0: No. Can you send us a photo? <laughs>
2: <laughs> for research. Might be able to find it Curious. on YouTube, to be fair. Yeah,
3: it's, I'll, I'll it's definitely. It's ridiculous. Be at
2: it. um, all right, well, if that's pretty much everybody else in the movie, it's time to talk about Jamie Lee. Uh, Jamie Lee has won two Golden Globes in her career one for a TV show, and one for this movie.
0: I just love movies that cast beautiful women, and they're like, "All right, she needs to look dowry for a while before we realize she's hot." And I'm like, "Really?
3: Glasses like, and a
2: and a weird haircut? Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: You're, you're gonna put her in layers of clothing,
2: and you're gonna have you'll have Bill Paxton talk about how she doesn't know how hot she is. Yeah, the entire audience is like,
1: "It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she's, she's a babe.
0: She's hot." <laughs> like, you know, but even right? even still. She
1: manages to, like, carry herself in such a way that you almost believe it. Like, her performance before, like, becoming, like, <laughs> before doing, like, opening up and being hot again was convincing. Like, oh, she yeah. had a great physicality to it. Like, there, yeah. there's,
2: for everything we said about last week with her, like, Knives Out, where she just made it work. Like, she told everything physically because she didn't have a lot of lines. She didn't have a lot of screen time, but she was still incredible in Knives Out, is the opposite here. She has tons of dialogue. She has tons to do. She has so much work to just carry this film, and she fucking nails it.
0: Yeah. Her- I mean, it's interesting the- because she doesn't
3: really have much to do until 43 minutes in the film. I yeah. was, I was so This time I was I was watching it, I was, like, really paying attention to, it like, Jamie Lee Curtis, and I was thinking, she's got nothing in, the, like, the first bit of this film. So I think, like, going, if I, if I was watching this for the first time, I'd be like, why do they even cast Jamie Curtis in this? It's literally, she's just there as like a background thing and then you sort of like, very slowly, it becomes more about her and then it becomes, and then like, that's when like, the, the performance really starts and it's, I I think it's really quite interesting and I think it's quite a, a good flip of that, because I sort of look at this film, it's a little bit like a buddy cop film with Arnold sure. and Tom Arnold um, and the, with buddy cop films, you, you like, the the main relationship is usually the two Male leads, and like if one of them's got a wife, they're just sort of very okay. sort of two-dimensional in the background, um and it feels like that to begin with, and then it, then it becomes something else, and then it becomes about Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis's relationship, and, and then
0: it becomes him with a plane, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he loses, yeah, it no, it's it's still
1: a buddy cop movie all the way through. It's just that it changes the buddies. First, it's Tom Arnold. That's yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and then it's the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that tracks.
3: <laughs> I still think one of the best sight gags in the film is the uh, the Harrier's landing and the camera slowly drops down and it just says no parking on the hard shoulder.
2: <laughs> mine, mine is still just, I think my favorite gag in the whole movie, if it's not the motorcycle horse chase, is him taking, taking off of the plane. Like especially because oh, Tom God, was like, yeah. you know, it's been like ten years since you've flown one of these things, and like as he's like, he's horrified, and he's talking oh, to the yeah. guy who owns the plane. And He's like, nah, you never forget. It. It's like riding a bike." <laughs> <laughs> the, the pilots
3: are like, "You've got to sign for that. That uh, you got to sign for that, sir." And Tom was like, "Oh, I'll sign for it. You got a pen?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just see him take off, and it's the worst takeoff. It's just like whoa. Oh, That's it's so bad! It's so bad. He's a little rush right off. now. But that is a
3: that is a trademark Tesca takeoff. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he manages to what run he does. over the police car <laughs> <laughs> with a plane. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: we might want to <laughs> seek shelter.
2: <laughs> such a good bit. Anyhow, Jamie Lee. Back to Jamie Lee. Um,
0: <laughs> she freaking. Can you imagine? How, like You get stuff nowadays that you never got back in the 90s when you get information about how people have to treat their bodies to get to a certain physique. Mm-hmm. Like, we constantly hear about how the Marvel guys have to do these insane diets and workouts to get their, like, jumbo bodies to and play Thor in Captain America. I mean, like
2: they can't drink water for like 48 hours before they're on set so yeah. their muscles pop. Like It's just like, yeah. what? Yeah.
0: So can you just imagine what Jamie Lee must have, when they told her the strip tease thing and the dance that she had to do in this movie like, what did she have to do as prep to get that slender, chiseled look that she had?
3: she looked probably butt- but she worked out every day like I, I literally imagine every day
0: she probably did a lot of swimming honestly because like you yeah. mentioned she was just shy of having a six-pack but she yeah. definitely wanted that like that smooth female stomach without being too muscular yeah like so i watch a swimming, lot of american I ninja <laughs> warrior like
2: I, i've seen that physique a lot and she looks like she's like i said to Chewing and watch, like she's like three workouts away from like a chiseled six-pack yeah <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know, like bear in mind as well. Nowadays, that sort of working out thing, they, there's a they've got a real science behind it. I mean, they had it back then, but they've really sort of like honed it now, which is why you get a lot more of the like the regular actors starting to get like Arnold Schwarzenegger style physiques for films because they've really sort of honed the science of doing that. You know, like you know how to make it look good for the camera. Yeah, you know, like, like they're not drinking water forty eight hours before. I don't
0: think it's um, quite as honed at this time.
2: No, not not quite.
0: So I just want to give chops to Jamie Lee on whatever she had to do. It was worth it. Oh, even with yeah. this looked great.
2: Even with what Matt yeah, said I mean, in the body, it still takes a shitload of discipline. Yeah. Like you, you don't yeah. just it's not like a switch.
0: But and that just makes me want, remember when she had her like anti Hollywood phase where mm. she let her body be her body for a little while and she came out in this photo spread where she had a little bit of chub over her underwear line and yep. all this stuff. And she was talking about being brave and embracing who you are. And I'm like, okay, it just makes you think, be like, what was going through her head? What was she living through where she got this, which was amazing. But then she felt like she had to do the opposite at some point.
2: Or maybe it wasn't that she had to the opposite. It was just like she wasn't going to crack to Hollywood's whip. Yeah. Like she just didn't need to be the picturesque babe at yeah. all times. And she can still be a gorgeous woman and while not was. looking she like a was. like a plastic doll. And like, she, in my mind, has proven that. Like I still follow her on Instagram. She's still gorgeous today. She it's totally Jamie is. Lee. She's awesome. Yeah. But
0: I just remember it was a big deal when she did that. When yeah. she came out in that photo spread to show, be like, No, I actually have some fat in my body now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do yogurt commercials. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like all this aside, like the like we've said it a few times now, but like she did just a such a good job in this movie, and I, I, I credit a lot of that, kinda like what we we're saying with Arnold, is that she didn't just have one role to play here. No. Like, she had the whole, like, kind of mousy housewife. And then she had the I want to be a secret spy. And then by the end, like, she only plays that role for all two minutes in a scene. But by the end, she is a spy. Like, she has, like, a full arc here. And she nails every step of the way. And I think that even speaks more volumes, uh, thinking what Matt said. She doesn't really have anything to do until 45 minutes into the movie. And she still gets all of that done.
0: Yeah.
2: And it doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel weird. Like, there's just, like... There's something about a good James Cameron movie where it's like, oh wow, when he was on his when he's on his game, everything clicks.
0: James Cameron knows how to work with his actors. Yeah. And he knows how to pace things out where you actually earn scenes. You're not just mm. given them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's weird watching a movie where the scenes are earned and <laughs> you then stop and think like, oh shit, they <laughs> the scene was earned. I don't know. It's weird sometimes watching action films and a lot of things just happen because they have to happen plot wise. And I was like, no, naturally this happened because this happened. And this happened like
0: why Michael Bay will never be James Cameron.
1: No. And like, that's kind of
2: like, don't get me wrong. I love the Marvel movies. They're a blast, but like a Marvel movie, it's like, there's an action sequence now because it's been 15 minutes and there needs to be an action sequence now. It's like, that's just kind of how it goes. And like, you have, A very Marvel-esque action sequence at the end of this movie. You have people fighting outside of a mode of transportation. That's like the Marvel 101. (laughs) Like, put them on a train. They're going to jump outside the train. They're going to jump out of cars. They're going to jump out of planes. We get it. This one does that exact same thing here with a 13-year-old girl, a terrorist, and Arnold Schwarzenegger in a plane. And it's one of the best action sequences, I think, ever in a film. And it doesn't feel out of left field. Like, you can see the natural progression from how the movie started to where it is. And it's like you're watching this thing with grinning ear to ear. Like, this shit is ridiculous. (laughs) But it's just so
3: much fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny as well. And it's funny, like, the one thing, the one problem I have with Marvel films is when they inject the way they inject humor into the action scenes because they do do it through dialogue. Oh, like, or they make it ridiculous, like, way too over the top ridiculous. Um, and like this, that scene on the plane is funny, like because yeah. you've got the plane is just spinning around and spinning around, and you and it's the sort of like the way they edit things. So they cut into, you know, that office building where that guy's cleaning, mm-hmm. and you can hear his the music he's listening to, and you can just see the plane <laughs> just spinning around in the background, <laughs> and then it just comes crashing through the window, and then you've got like you know the gag of um, as he's going flying back, and like you know. Right between the legs on the uh, on the the tail um,
1: fin thing. I can't yeah. remember what you actually call it on the well, plane. And, and also, the joke is set up really well. Like the the humor of that final scene is set up properly. And like I said, I like the Marvel th- movies, but they their jokes tend to be jokes to put humor in it. Whereas, yeah. like we just watched like a minute, like two, two minutes of the worst jet takeoff in history, and now <laughs> he is trying to like keep his daughter safe. And fight terrorists on that same plane using the same like awkward maneuvering, and it just because of that foundation being so funny. First of all, all this other stuff is just starting to land because James Cameron teed up all that stuff perfectly. Yeah,
3: and the gag of him like going like getting hit between you know between the legs on the tail fin. It's not just a gag for the gag's sake. It then sets up that ah now he can get his gun because his gun had fallen off earlier and got snagged on on the thing. So it's all like, it's all sort of there for a reason. It's not just, oh, we'll throw in a gag here. We'll throw in a gag there. It's all sort of very, quite well designed. And like, even with, um, like, Jamie Lee Curtis's... is, ho- like, when she goes into that hotel room and she's, like, dressed sexy and she's got that big, sort of, like, dress thing on. The fringe dress like, thing? <laughs> yeah, she's, fine, like, catches a look yeah. at herself in the mirror and she's, like, Oh, God. And then she just starts ripping all the frilly bits off and things like that, and then, like, get some water out of the... (laughs) That would never work.
0: (laughs) There would be just frayed pieces that dress all over her. She would
1: not look sexy. Well, she she pulls off one of the frayed pieces. Yes, yeah, she, the dress, she dress so that say, oh, yeah, well, one little string. <laughs> five out of five yeah. stars. The movie's perfect. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> but there's
3: one there's one little thread bit that she just she just sort of like pulls that off as well, and it doesn't it doesn't unravel the rest of the dress at all.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> okay. One uh, of the one of the funniest things for me during the entire plane sequence is the ADR for Eliza Dushku. Oh
2: yeah don't
0: let me fall, daddy. And I'm like,
2: yeah.
0: one, she didn't say that. Two, it's really on you at this point, girl. Yeah. He's driving the plane. Just yeah. hold on
2: to it. Yeah. <laughs> He's not letting you fall. He brought a plane to you. Now yeah. hang on to the hang fucking to plane. The
3: plane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did notice a lot of the ADR on Eliza Dushku, just in general, in that last sequence, like when she's on the um, on the crane and she's holding on and you hear her say something like, Please help me or don't let me fall or, or I'm going to fall or something like that. There was I can't so remember the exact much ADR. line. But you can di-
2: you can clearly see her mouth does not move. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those like I get it.
4: I
0: get it. It's just kind of funny.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it's like okay, she says nothing. This is kind of a boring scene. She needs to cry for help or something. Like, yeah. This isn't 4K. No one's ever going to see this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> uh.
0: You know she's not going to die because she's got to become a slayer later.
2: Oh, God. She's the worst slayer.
1: <laughs> but still, <laughs> she had to become the worst slayer so yeah, that somebody uh, had to you become know, slayer. Buffy could she's become the best the slayer. Like,
0: she's just the most angry <laughs> She,
2: her
1: character is so
2: goddamn annoying in that show. <laughs> I'm not blaming Eliza Dushku. I just think that character is the most annoying thing. Faith, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ryan
0: stopped watching Buffy because of she, Faith. She killed it.
2: She killed that show. I'm like, oh my god, I can't take this character. <laughs> she is the worst. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, it's tainted Eliza Dushku for me for a long time. But it's like, oh, she's good in True Lies. <laughs> <laughs> It's like saying Kirsten Stewart was uh not Kirsten Stewart, Kirsten Dunst was good in um Interview with the Vampire. She was great. She was nine. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, is there anything that we've missed? There's so much in this movie. It's two and a half hours long, it's packed to the gills this- with action and comedy and great directing, great editing, great music. It's tough to touch it all, and we are here to focus I mean, mainly on inter- Jamie Lee, so there's that
3: interrogation scene. Um, oh yeah! Like, like really, want to if you really want to talk about Jamie Lee Curtis's performance, her sort of like her like I needed to feel alive speech is just incredible. Like the dialogue's br- brilliant for that anyway, because it's like you know we've all felt like that. I I think everyone sort of felt like stuck in a rut and you you, you want to do something a bit crazy to get out of it. But the way she delivers that dialogue, it is just so. Powerful, and like you. So what we're saying, like, when we talk about Michael Bay thinks he's James Cameron or likes (laughs) to think he's James Cameron. Michael Bay would never have a scene like that in any of his films. No, and it is just so, like, the performance she gives is just incredible. In that you feel that emotion, you feel what she's actually feeling. You know, like I, I've got the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing out, but there's like there's one bit in it where. Um, she just sort of goes on and it's like, you know, it's like the sand is running out of the hourglass. And you just, like, you think, oh, God! Like, it's basically her way of sort of saying, yeah, I'm bringing it, you know, I'm getting old now. There's not a lot, I ain't got much time left to do something crazy. And I think we've all felt that at some point. We've all sort of, like, you know, thought, oh, God, I'm getting too old to do this now. I'm getting too old to do that now. Yeah. And... You know, just like the the idea of like not wanting to regret not doing something, like you know, like see, look back and say, I did that. That was me. I was reckless and I was wild and I fucking did it. And it just, it's such a good sequence. It really sort of, and it just, yeah.
2: In in a, a weaker filmmaker's hands, I think you're right. I think that scene comes out because that scene grinds the action and the comedy which this like that is the lifeblood of this movie to a halt it, it just kind of takes everything you've been enjoying going stop we're gonna tell you why we're here we're gonna explain yeah. the emotional drive of the film and we're going to put it all out here raw and naked. And it is a, you're right. It is a great scene all the way up to her exploding and trying to break down the window at them. She like,
0: does break yeah. down the window. She could have kept going with that. Oh, yeah.
2: If she really wanted to get through, she was coming through.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that also like gives um, another great comedy moment, though. In the, uh, where the first ask the question is like, Did you did you sleep with him? It's like, no. And then Tom Arnold's like, she's lying. And then, like, then she when she's like smashing
2: the window, and then he goes, "I think she might be telling the truth." Oh, Tom Arnold! I agree; he's the weakest link in this movie, but it is the best of his, his career. And his character
0: is such a supportive scumbag. Oh.
2: <laughs> right, she's having an affair. Think... Welcome to the club.
0: <laughs>
4: you he,
2: did he, it, I, man.
0: He's a scumbag, <laughs> but he is supportive. <laughs>
3: Honestly, I don't think he's a scumbag. More the fact that he's just scared of Arnie. That's why he won't stand up to him. So that's why he lets everything go. Like you know, if yeah. you were have if you, he tries to stop him with the page thing. He has the and then Arnold Schwarzenegger so smashes like, just
0: a just car window. Into your work. Yeah, that's how I deal with the drama in my life.
2: <laughs> I just love that car window. Just give me the page. Get <laughs> <It> help. <laughs> <laughs> Because at that okay. point,
3: like, yeah, no, like nobody's to, standing up to Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's just punched a car window out in front of you,
1: right? <laughs> and, and like to Tom Arnold's credit, like when I saw his name show up in the movie, I was like, oh god! And then by the end, I was like, okay, you know, it worked. It, it was fine. It was fun. Yeah, I'm you not know, gonna go seeking Cam- out the actually, Tom Arnold movies,
2: but
0: apparently, he's been in a lot of things.
1: Oh, he acts all the time. Yeah,
3: I've. This is probably the only thing I've actually seen him in. Really, I can't think of any other Tom Arnold films. So for me, like, I don't really think he's all that bad as well. I think he's he's good he plays the role that he's there to play. He's the the comedic backing of of Schwarzenegger. Like I said, I don't think James Cameron actually fought for Tom Arnold. Like he threatened to take this film from Twentieth Century Fox and go elsewhere because they were like, no, we don't want Tom Arnold in it.
2: I mean, James Cameron is willing to, like, when he likes an actor, he will back that actor. And, like, I, I have so much respect for him for that. Even if I disagree with some of his actor choices, like, when he thinks somebody's right for the job, he's not going to back down. And I think that's kind of cool, even if it does mean Tom Arnold. But, I, like I said, I don't think Tom Arnold's bad in this movie. I just don't think he's good. I, I just don't think he keeps up with Arnold and Jamie Lee, who are batting 10 out of 10. I think Tom Arnold's, like, mm, he's doing fine. I just
0: My thing with Tom yeah. Arnold is that he's just Tom Arnold. Yeah. I don't really think Tom Arnold's an actor. He can just look good on camera being Tom Arnold So in you've never drugs.
2: seen The Stupids.
0: No, he's still being Tom Arnold. <laughs> he's just being a dumber version of Tom Arnold.
2: I mean, The Stupids is worth it just for him to hear, just to hear him sing the, uh, the Muppet song, uh, I'm My Own Grandpa. It's a great, great moment in a horrible movie. Um, <laughs> I think we've done it, though. I think it's time for, uh, for some quotes. "Quote, quote, quote,
3: quotes." Well, one, one last thing I would like to make. Oh, sure. Go I ahead. did write this down. Um, uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis actually did that helicopter stunt. You know where she gets pulled out of the yeah, this the car and everything like that. And she was like, "Oh yeah." So like when when James Cameron was explaining the sequence and uh, like that he wanted her to do it, she's like, "Oh yeah." And where are you going to be? Like sat like four miles away watching on a video. And uh, Cameron says, "No, I'll be I'll be hanging out of the helicopter with a handheld camera filming it." And on that, she was like, okay, fair enough. If you're willing to do that, I'll do the stunt. And they actually shot it on her 35th birthday as well.
2: That's awesome.
0: She was 35 when she made this movie.
2: What'd you think?
3: Yeah. It's well, 34 for the most part.
0: I feel her speech about being too old even more now. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, we need to go do something. Hey. Can COVID be done so yeah. we can go do something? Yeah,
2: your mid 30s really play a mind fuck in your head, don't they? <laughs> I still need oh, to jump yeah. out of
0: a plane at some point. Yeah. Maybe when I turn 38, I'll jump out of a plane. We'll
3: do it this afternoon. Just make sure you've got a parachute on.
0: Well, I'll have an entire person strapped to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go tandem. That that seems like the...
0: No, you're, you're required. You can't go do a jump by yourself first out of the gate. There's like a lot of sky rules. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I ha- I had
0: I have a friend that actually went into being a professional skydiver and he's just like no you no one's allowed to do a single jump by themselves right away you have to do like five tandem jumps or something before you can do a single hmm.
2: makes cool. sense they yeah. don't want
3: people like messing that up I suppose and just yeah. you don't
2: and... want to be the person who didn't pull the chute at the right time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to see how close I could get to the ground before I pulled it like in video games.
1: Right. Oops. Like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Jump from a super high distance and land into some uh, hay. It'll hey, work. Somebody put some hay under me. Somebody put some hay under me.
0: You know. Oh, like on GTA, land into water. You're that fine. one time in uh, King of the Hill. She ended up in a full body cast, but she yeah. lived.
2: And then Adam Brody in uh, in The Ten, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. He was just in the ground.
2: Yeah, he just can't leave the ground.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, I can't that, move. That's real. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, uh, let's let's move into quote-unquote quote, unquote, unquote, quotes. I'm going to go first because uh, I love mine. And uh, it's a Jamie Lee Curtis quote because it's her month. And she, in my mind, has one of the best lines in the whole movie. And it comes right after the the real sexy dance and all the terrorists and stuff come breaking in and Arnold goes straight into spy mode and he's like trying to like, ah, save the hook or whatever. You know, just trying to get his wife out of the scenario. And you just hear Jamie Lee, who she's just, like so into this spy shit, she thinks they're after her and as they're dragging her out of the room, she's like, Harry, let me handle it.
3: <laughs> the best nice. way about that as well is the squeaking sound that they've edited over the shoes as well. It's oh, just
2: like yeah. Just sort of like... <laughs> That's literally what I was going to do. We, we had the same character. quote. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> well, you don't have to come up with a new one. We can do the same quote. That's okay.
0: It is one of the greatest moments. It's
2: such a good moment. Let me handle it. <laughs>
0: it's
2: like you were out of your depth. You cannot handle this.
0: <laughs> she thought he was out of his
2: death. I know. Oh, I man. don't
0: know what she was thinking. Why he was there at all at that moment.
2: I just think she was confused at that moment. The bigger question is, what does Eliza Dushku think of her dad showing up in a Harrier jet? <laughs> like, um,
3: Dad. I do love that bit. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that, oh. It's like a proper double take moment. It was like, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> What?
0: Can you imagine this movie, but with Facebook being around or Instagram? Like none of this covert stuff would ever work.
3: No, I was thinking about this actually. Uh, even even back in those days, like that that's chase sequence, the horse chase sequence. Surely, the the chasing like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Pretty, you know, he's not an in, he's not an inconspicuous guy. So surely somebody knows somebody who knows him at, or, or knows his wife or they know of him and would see him running around in the streets shooting a gun and be like, you know, Helen, I saw I saw I saw Harry running around shooting a guy
2: in the street the other day and then he got a horse
4: <laughs> <laughs> he, he chasing
2: on a motorcycle for a long time. He tried to make the horse jump off a building. Your husband's crazy
1: crazy
0: was he selling computers
1: <laughs> anything for that deal yeah you're gonna love this mac <laughs> it's, an I- it's an ibm you're gonna love it all right john you got a quote uh yeah it's a it's a stupid line uh from tom arnold's character but i thought it was funny this time around they're following the um they're following jamie curtis with bill paxton in the car and he's got her head down on his lap and the helicopter pilot's just like, oh yeah, she's got her head in the guy's lap, right? Yahoo! And <laughs> Gibbs says maybe she's sleepy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, helicopter pilot is actually voiced by James Cameron as well. Oh, really? That's funny. and he actually does. He, I didn't. I knew the helicopter pilot bit, but I didn't realize until this time round he does the voice of the Harrier pilots as well.
2: Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, Matt, what so what the helicopter
3: pilot also Harry a pilot, a Harrier pilot. My, mine's a little bit long because it's a it's like a back and forth between Harry and Helen so it's the okay. bit where um, where they've drugged him and he's sort of out of it um, in fact I'm going to cheat a little bit because I'm going to I'm going to do one part of it and then take another part of it as well um, so the first bit is um, where Helen, Helen goes is it working? ask me a question I'd normally lie to are we gonna die? Yep. <laughs> I'd say it's working. <laughs> they're gonna shoot us in the head, they're gonna torture to death. Okay. Well they're gonna leave us here until the bomb blows up. Harry! <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> I just love that. It just keeps going. And then there's the little, it, there's another bit in between that, and then there's this there's this bit which i f- just I just absolutely love uh, because of the way Arnold delivers the line where she goes, Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, I, my, God. my backup quote wasn't even a quote. It was just the uh, the scene where like they're going to kidnap her, and like one of the uh, the guard, like one of the cops, does his job, and he like takes a gun to the back of Jamie Lee's head, and Arnold just turns on him like a dime and just clocks
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidnapping my wife. You're not kidnapping my
1: wife. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that bit. <laughs> He's so eager. And he was like, he that that so that that guy gets up, you know, that morning like, I'm gonna give hundred and ten percent today.
2: Yeah. He had to be like, What the fuck did I deserve that for? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so double features. I do you have one? Yeah. Go for it.
0: San Andreas.
2: Oh god, why? <laughs>
0: because they're both bad at their jobs. Okay. <laughs> You're i can't sp- argue with that when this situation's happening you don't just appropriate government resources to go do stuff with your family you're supposed to do your job
2: <laughs> yeah the rock really drops the ball in san andreas yeah.
0: he's just like i'm supposed to be a helicopter emt and help the entirety of los angeles now i'm gonna steal this and go try to save my daughter in San Francisco. Go
2: to San Francisco, bye!
0: Bye everyone that's dying in Los Angeles. (laughs) And this movie, it's like, my wife's cheating on me. I'm gonna use all of the resources of the taxpayers to spy on my wife and kidnap my wife.
2: Okay, looking at it from that idea, you are spot on. (laughs) (laughs) San
0: Andreas. And they're both really bulky men. Yeah. Who love their families.
1: John, do you have one? Uh, Yeah, and it's not because they're exactly alike, but after watching this movie, I would want to watch this one next. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay. And it's it's more the idea of, like, the married couple doesn't exactly know what each other does, and it results in a lot of funny, fun moments and a lot of action-packed moments. And, uh, yeah. No, as soon as this was done, I was like, I should find our copy of Mr. and Mrs. Smith and just watch it. Because that was the vibe that I felt like after this.
0: I was actually thinking before... Uh... That it would have been hilarious in Mr. and Mrs. Smith if they had had a cameo of Jamie Lee and Schwarzenegger at some point seeing those two guys, uh, what's the, I can't remember their names now, Brad and Angelina, Yeah. together, and they're like, oh, kids. <laughs> <laughs> they're so young. <laughs> They'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. It would be a great cameo. Yeah, yeah
2: no, that works. Good uh, part would have had one of
3: them being the therapist they're talking to.
2: Oh, that'd been funny, uh, Matt. Do you have a, a good movie to double feature with this one? I got yeah, I because of the whole
3: Bond elements, I got caught up on um, a Bond film, and then just and then like I just couldn't think of anything else. Like I kept thinking, no, it's too obvious. Is that? But then like I literally just got stuck with it. So then I went with um, Goldeneye because it's the both sort of early '90s films. Like you know, one of them's wanting to be a Bond film. The other one is a Bond film, and I just think it's you know. There's some similarity there as well, like the the sort of elements of it in in sort of like some ways. And I just think, you know, you've got the Harrier sequence in this film, you've got the tank in Bond. It's like, you know, you know, those sort of like set piece type sequences. I think it'd just be a really decent sort of dual feature. Like you could just like look at True This is the only Bond film we'd had for for the nineties so far. And then we got this 90s Bond film and just like sort of see how much they, they were both influenced by each other. Because I True Lies is, is so influenced by James Bond. And the fact oh, that you sure. know, just that opening sequence is basically like a James Bond pre-title sequence. And you even have him taking off the wetsuit and he's got a tuxedo underneath it. I mean, that's straight out of Goldfinger.
2: Oh, yeah. So uh, my double feature, it's coming kind of off of that the interview I read earlier where it's like, what do you do for an audience that's seen it all? And you kind of have to figure out a way to take what they've seen and repackage it in a way that is just explosive and still kind of fresh and new and just kind of wow people in a way they didn't expect to be wowed. And it helps that they share a location. I'm going with Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, <laughs> I thought you are going to go with Scream. Right. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Um, but it just kind of like Fallout to me, it, it did the... It did the impossible it took a franchise that had kind of done it all at this point and made a legitimate good movie like it had a good heart to it it had some funny moments to it the action sequences were incredible like it was just an all-around solid spy film and it kind of caught me off guard it's like oh i thought i'd seen it all and then this was fantastic and that's kind of what they said was the goal of this one so i think they kind of pair well together with that in mind um But I think that's it. I think think we we true lied. That one's the easiest one so far, by the Mm. way. Um, (laughs) Far easier than cats. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's do a very, very quick round of plugs, and we'll say goodbye, because we've been talking a real long time. Uh, I'll make it nice and easy. For this and every other show on the ATH network, check out ATHpod.com. Chewie, you don't have anything to plug right now, right? No, I'm good. John, Demon Days, I assume? Oh, Yes. And Matt, anything to plug? Uh my hunt for an October article whenever it comes out. Hopefully soon. Oh, yeah. I
0: do want to plug one thing. Oh, go for it. The new Ryan Reynolds movie. Just cause I freaking love that trailer.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it.
0: I'm I'll watch the movie, I don't
2: wanna watch the trailer. I'm
0: trying to remember the name of it right now.
2: Free Guy? Free, Free guy. guy. Free guy. No. Free guy, yeah.
0: Watch the trailer for Free Guy. No. It looks so good. Like I'm really excited to see. Have you seen too,
3: have you seen see the it? the uh, have you seen the thing where they're all on Zoom chat? and they're all recording um, things for when they think it might come out. No, I haven't. (laughs) I have seen that. That's brilliant.
0: I just love that it's a combination of Gamer, Truman Show, and Lego Movie.
2: From the first trailer, it looked really good. I don't need to watch another one. I'm good. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Next week, be sure to tune in as we watch one of Jamie Lee's horror films. I haven't decided which one yet but it will be one of them and it will not be prom night because that'll be the week after next. Uh, it was going to be Taylor Panama and then I, I, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, eh, we can find something better. So thank you everyone for listening. Tune in next week for another Jamie Lee film that I will decide over the next day or so. And
1: bye. Bye. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry.